All right, let's just pray a blessing on all the moms. If you're next to a mom, you can put your, your hand on a mama, and we're going to pray for the moms. Father, we want to pray a special blessing this morning for all the moms here, God. And, you know, so often, you know, so much of what they do uh, goes unnoticed. Um, we don't appreciate them as much as uh, we should. And so we pray blessing that you would bless them. As much as they've blessed us, that in a greater way would you bless them. And on this day, I pray that you would really touch their hearts and, and have them know that they are so loved and so appreciated. And so we thank you, Father, for, for all the moms and all the moms that are moms that aren't here as well. All the moms maybe that have even passed on. God, we just are grateful for the moms that you have given to all of us. And so we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, all right. I want to thank you folks for being here. Again, this is week two of being here at Hirata Hall. Normally, we meet over at the uh, Adult Ed building on the corner. If you're a guest here, that's where we usually meet. And uh, we'll be here for the month of May. They're replacing the uh, air conditioning over there. So um, it's going to be great uh, when we go back. But today is, you know, a day in which we stop and, and we, we thank and we honor our mothers. You know, this is one of those special days. Uh, if you go to, if you went to Chinatown yesterday to get a lay, man, it was like rough yesterday. I mean, it was like packed, you know. And uh, moms are special in, in so many ways. Uh, someone once said that a mother's influence on her children is far greater uh, far greater than even she may realize. And, you know, you really think about it, right? A, mo a mother's influence on her children is far greater than even she may realize. And that's really a true statement. You know, that's really a true statement. Um, did you know that if it had not been for a mother, we might not have electricity and electric lights um, today? Because when Thomas Edison was, was a little guy, uh, his teacher sent him home with a note that said, and, and if you're a teacher, you, know, you might want to adjust the note a little bit. Because you know, this is what the note, it said, uh, uh, your child is dumb. We can't do anything for him. All right? To which Mrs. Edison, Thomas Edison's mother, wrote back, you just don't understand my boy. I will teach him myself. And that's what she did. And the results were electrifying. Get it? Anyway, so, but yeah, it's just amazing though, right? I mean, I was shocked that a teacher would send a note, hey, you know, your kid, he's dumb, you know? I'm glad they don't do that anymore. I mean, otherwise my mom would have got a lot of, your kid is dumb, you know? But in 1914, uh, President Woodrow Wilson officially proclaimed Mother's Day to be the second Sunday in um, May. It was like a national holiday. And throughout history, we've seen the powerful ways in which moms have impacted the lives of, um, of their families and really the world, you know. Um, Abraham Lincoln said that all, I, all, that I, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. I remember my mother's prayers and they have followed me. They have clung to me all my life. You know, that's President Lincoln. <clears throat> President Reagan once said, from my mother, I learned the value of prayer, how to have dreams and believe that I could make them come true. And this morning, you know, if you're a mom, I just want to ask, let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning. 
All right? Let the Holy Spirit encourage you that you are so valuable. And not only that, you're powerful. That um, I want to share with you this really quick three things that happens when a mother places her faith in the promises of God. All right? So if you have your bulletins, you can follow along. It uh, should be on the, the wall up there. But the first thing is this. A mother's faith, a mother's faith activates God's faithfulness. All right? A mother's faith really does activate God's faithfulness. Uh, Jochebed, who is the mother of Moses, uh, she found herself in this really, really, really challenging, stressful, just this crazy situation as a mother. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 15, it says, Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra, and the other Pua, and he says, hey, you guys serve as the, you know, serve as midwives to the Hebrew women to see them on their birth stool. If it's a son, you know, I mean, they're getting so many of them. They're getting so prolific. If it's a son, make sure you kill him, all right? And if it's a daughter, let him live. They didn't do that. And so later on in verse 22, the Pharaoh commanded all his people, every son that is born to the Hebrews, you shall cast into the Nile. All right, and that's how serious, that's how crazy that he was. And, uh, but you shall let every daughter live, right? So here's the mother of Moses, just a baby, right? The edict comes down and he, she goes, uh-oh, right? Every son, throw him into the Nile. In other words, Pharaoh, and they're, in, and they're in Egypt, he wants to get rid of all the Hebrew boys. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. <clears throat> now for the house of Levi went and took, uh, and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived, this is Jochebed, and bore a son. And when he saw that he was a fine child, she hid him. For three months, all right? So she knows, oh no, man, I gotta hide, I'll make sure. But you know, you only can hide a boy for so long, right? I mean, before, like, hey, that's a boy, right? So in Exodus chapter 2, verse 3, when she couldn't hide him any longer, all right? I mean, can you imagine your mom? All your, all the other Hebrew boys get killed. You got this son, this precious son. And you're thinking, if they find him, he's dead. I can't hide him anymore, right? So what does she do? She takes him to a, for, you know, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes or papyrus and daubed it with bitumen and pitch, kind of make like this floating basket. And she put this child in it and placed it among the reeds of the riverbank. And what Jochebed chose to do was say, you know what? All I got left is I got to trust God on this. I'm going to trust God and his faithfulness and his mercy. That I'm going to put him in this little basket made of papyrus reed. And God, somehow, someway, you're going to protect this son that I can no longer protect. Can you imagine? And it really was a great act of, of faith in the midst of this really, really desperate uh, situation. And, 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 and here's the thing. She puts him in there. God saves him. 
And that's the faith of a mother. See, when, as a mom, when you step out in faith, God intersects your faith with his faithfulness, then things happen. You know, things happen. And, and not only did God intersect Jochebed's faith and saved her son Moses, it was crazy. Um, he was saved. Jochebed would be able to raise Moses. You know, they said, hey, we need someone to take care of this boy. Hey, I got someone. Bring Moses' mom. And, and she got to raise him. And not only that, he got to, and she got to be paid for raising her son. She would be able to continue nursing him and giving him a mother's love. And it was her faith. It was her faith that saved Moses. And really, like they say, the rest is history. Right? I mean, can you imagine? It was the faith of this mother that changed all of history. And, and Moses became the great deliverer of Israel. And leading them out of slavery in Egypt to this promised land that the Lord had given to them. And moms, your faith activates God's faithfulness. You see? Your faith activates God's faith. God will intersect your faith. When you step out in faith, God will intersect your faith with his faithfulness. And the question is, are there challenges that you're facing right now? And as a mom, there's a lot of challenges, right? What are the challenges that you face? Are there challenges that your family is facing? How are your kids doing? You know, are they experiencing a tough time? Because if they are, and if there's a challenging time in your family, if there's any challenges in your family, or maybe there's no challenges in your family, but just understand that, that your faith activates God's faithfulness in your life. Let prayer be that secret weapon, you know? Let, let it be that secret weapon. Take time to pray for your families. Exercise the faith that God's given you and pray for your family. Pray over your family. And see what God will do because your faith activates God's faithfulness. The second thing is that a mother's faith produces a godly legacy that affects generations to come. In other words, your faith as a mother not only produces this great thing in your life, but it's a legacy that continues generations beyond. It goes beyond your life. You know, the investments that you make as a mother, in the lives of your children is so precious that that investment and that deposit of faith will go beyond your life. And what an amazing and what a powerful legacy that you get to leave your children. That's what Thomas Edison's mom did. That's what the two presidents testified to. You see, that, that your faith produces this legacy that goes far beyond your life. In 2 Timothy, Timothy chapter 1, Paul is writing to Timothy, leader in the church, right? And he says this to Timothy, I am reminded of your sincere faith. He's trying to encourage Timothy because Timothy was this kind of insecure guy and he didn't understand that what God was doing and what God was going to do through his life. And so Paul is saying, you know, I, I am reminded, I'm continually reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt First in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. And you see, it was the faith of his mother deposited in Timothy 
the legacy of his mom, now of faith, deposited in Timothy. Now Timothy is a leader in the church. And God's going to do amazing things through Timothy to change the world. And Eunice, Timothy's mother, began to deposit faith from his birth. That he began to learn about God from his mother and his grandmother when he was just a baby. See, Paul writes you know, further in, in Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. From infancy, you have known the Holy Scriptures. See how important it is, moms, for you to just share the Bible with your kids. From infancy, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through, through faith in Christ Jesus. And Timothy first encountered the truth of the Bible right there in his home. It was his mother. It was his grandmother. And it was the deposit of faith that his mother planted in Timothy that went on for generations. See, that's the power of your faith as mothers. Your faith will go on. God used Timothy as a leader, an evangelist. He accompanied the Apostle Paul on two of his missionary journeys. And the gospel, the good news about Jesus, went throughout the world. And it went throughout the world through Timothy. It was through Timothy. And Timothy was there, and he was growing in faith, and he had that deposit, and he had that sincere faith because it was planted there by his mother. You see, moms, your faith will go beyond your life. That God has blessed you with your children. And the Bible tells us that children are a gift from him. And, and, and God entrusts you to impart and pass on your faith to your Timothys. You know, that's the responsibility, that's the blessing that you have. The third thing is that a mother's faith brings heaven to earth. I mean, what? You're, as mothers, your faith brings to your family, to the people around you, it brings heaven to earth. In Luke chapter 1, it tells the story of Mary, right? And Mary's faith bringing uh, to pass God's promises or his promise of a Messiah. You see, it was because of Mary's faith, you know, because of Mary's faith that God, through Mary, brought in the Savior of the world. Because of her faith, you know, heaven came to earth in a very literal way. In Luke chapter 1, verse 28, Gabriel appeared to Mary and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And like how most all of us, all of us, we were confused and disturbed. Like, me? Favored? What? Me? Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be very great, and you will call him the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of your ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. That's the angel talking to Mary. You know, I was trying to think, what is it? I was trying to, I'm going to do an angel voice. Well, what does an angel voice sound like? I want to be like Dave or Yadamari, right? You know, I want to I do an angel voice. I was trying. I was, that'd be more ridiculous. Dude. I don't even know what an angel would sound like. Mary. I, I don't know. Mary. I don't know what a, I don't know what angels. I just figured I'd just do it like that. In verse 34, Mary asked the angel, but, but how could this happen? I'm a virgin. 
The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Oh, okay, that helps, right? You can imagine, right? I'm a virgin. I can't have a kid. Well, the Holy Spirit will come on you. Oh, okay, that's, that's reassuring. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What more? Your, your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived the son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. I love that. That, hey, you know what? The word of God's not going to fail. Even if it means this older woman gets a kid and this virgin's going to, it doesn't matter. Nothing's impossible for God. You see, God, God can do the impossible. For the word of God will never fail. And, and here, how is this young teenage girl how is she going to respond meeting this angel first of all and then the angel telling her hey most favored one most favored woman i got some that's some great news for you you know you're gonna you're gonna have a baby through the holy spirit the power of the most high is going to come on you and he is going to be the son he's going to be the savior of the world what do you think right and here's this teenage girl engaged to be married to this great guy named Job, right? What does she say? What would you say? Um, you know, I'm really? Honestly? Verse 38. Mary responded. It's so amazing. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel said, cool, and left. Right? Just cool. Left. What? Right? Can you imagine? And this absolutely incredible, unbelievable, stunning encounter with this angel, no less, young woman responds, all right then, I am but a mere servant of the Most High God, and if that's God's plan for me, you know what? May it be so. I don't understand it. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. But hey, you know what? I'm going to take that step of faith. And Mary's faith literally brought heaven to earth. Her faith ushered in the coming of the Messiah. And she wasn't this super spiritual saint. She wasn't like young Mother Teresa. You know? She was this modest peasant girl. Hadn't been everywhere. Hadn't seen everything. Grew up in this small village. Teenager. Probably didn't know how to read. And yet this angel comes. And she steps out in faith. And she knew everything was going to change. She knew she didn't understand. She knew other people weren't going to understand. What was she going to tell her fiancé? You know? But she stepped out in faith. And when she stepped out in faith, heaven came to earth. And mothers, your faith is powerful. See, your faith is powerful. And it brings heaven to earth in a very real way in the lives of your family. Right? How is that? Well, your children get bombarded by all kinds of strange and ungodly influences and values throughout their day. You can't be with them all the time. Things that they learn in school and, 
after school and things, you know, I, I remember when I, I learned some stuff. Not all good stuff either, right? And your kids are bombarded with stuff. They may have experienced being teased maybe, maybe excluded, or maybe they've experienced some violence. But when they come home to you, but when they come home to you, they can experience a little heaven on earth, right? It might have been hell on earth where they were. But when they come home, they experience some heaven on earth. Man, there's mom. How are you, son? How are you, daughter? Come here. And all of a sudden, everything's good. They experience the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. See? When your husband comes home and, and he might have gone through heck that day, right? It might have been the worst day ever. But when he gets home, sees you, hi, honey, he experienced a little heaven on earth. And your faith is powerful because not only does it activate God's faithfulness, not only does that it produces a legacy that goes on for generations, but, but right now, the people around you, the people you love the most, your children can experience heaven on earth because of your faith. And so moms, let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning. You know, let him fill you and fill your heart. Let him refresh you and restore your soul because you are so precious. And you think, maybe I'm not a mother of Thomas Edison or Abraham Lincoln or Ronald Reagan or Timothy or much less Jesus. And you may think that you're just a mom here in Hawaii trying to survive, right? But, but you are so much more. That God uses mothers like you in extraordinary ways in the lives of your family and really the world. And, and sometimes we just don't share with you how much of an impact that you've made. See, I'm blessed to be married to, to such a woman that when the kids were young, she willingly sacrificed her career to stay home, raise her kid. That was not popular, you know. People would say, oh, man, you're so lucky. You get to this cruise all day long. And she said, you don't even know. I said, you want me to hit them for you, you know, right? And, 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 and like Mary, my wife Joanne has always sought to obey God and put her faith in God. And the honest truth is we experience heaven on earth because of her. When we felt God's leading to homeschool our kids when they were younger, I was thinking of how important academics are, right? The social ramifications and academics and all this, and we had all the statistics and, hey, you know, you homeschool your kids, your kids are like in the 99 percentile and all this stuff. And I'm thinking that. Well, Joe felt that the most important thing that she could give her kids was a solid foundation in the Lord. She said, Mark, academics are really good, but... I said, no, there's no but. She said, no, no, no. What's more important, what's most important is, is that they would have a solid foundation in the Lord. And she was like Eunice, who sought to impact the kids and to deposit her faith into their lives. 
And like Jochebed, mother of Moses, her faith activated the faithfulness of God's in just amazing ways, over and over and over again. I look at all the crazy things that God has done in our lives, and I wish I could take credit, but I can't. There's so much. If you look in her prayer journal and all the things she's prayed for and said, God, 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 I'm going to step out in faith here, and God activated her faith with his faithfulness, and it's like crazy, time and time again. But you know what? It's like, uh, don't just take my word for it. You know, I, I felt like I wanted one of our kids, you know, to, to share a little bit about how, you know, his mom's faith has influenced the life of his sisters and himself. So I'll call John up. Why don't you share, Johnny, just a little bit. Here's Johnny. Don't embarrass me. <clears throat> of course not. Hey everyone, I'm John Morimoto. I am Pastor Mark's son, as he said, but uh, today, more importantly, I'm Joanne Morimoto's son. Um, my dad asked me to give a testimony on how my mom's life really impacted me and how her faith impacted my life, and I was really, really excited. And then he told me I have about five minutes, then I got really stressed because she really did have 22 years of impact in my life. And trying to fit it into five minutes is going to be a little rough, but I'm going to try as much as I can. See, honestly, though, there are many things my mom did that really laid the foundation for the relationship between me and God that I have today. And there are a lot of things she did just as a parent that many parents do. But specifically, when I think of my mom, I really just think of her and the way she modeled her faith for us kids. You know, my dad had a very important part as well as many other people, but my mom especially had a very important part in that role. <clears throat> See, as my dad mentioned, my mom homeschooled us from the time we were little all the way up to, for me, high school, my sister through high school, and my younger sister to high school as well. And during that time, even though my dad and some other people may say that she just stayed at home and played with the kids all day, what really happened was she was modeling for us what it looked like to be an adult, what it looked like to be someone who lived as a Christian. See, we had... 24-7 coverage of her life and just all the mistakes she made, all of the good things she did, the bad, everything, we got to see it. And she modeled it really well. Now, there's a lot of things that I could cover, but the two I really want to highlight that she did well were, first off, she reminded us of God's faithfulness all the time. And two, she would constantly cover us with prayer. So the first thing that she talked about was just she would always go over about how faithful God was. Story after story after story for 22 years, hearing the same stories over and over and over again. She would just drill them into our heads, just always be talking about them. And my sisters would know, we give us the first three words or give us a situation, we know what story she's going to pull. And sometimes when she would talk about it, we would really get into it. So we'd close our eyes and nod as she spoke. And even though, you know, we're praying and nodding, we were still listening. They still sunk in. The, the words and the reminders of God's faithfulness still really just seeped into our hearts. And I remember how stories about her and dad and God's faithfulness in their life would come to me when there'd be times where there were hard for me, times where I had to make big decisions, times where I really had to put my faith in God, starting from little things and even up to bigger things. A lot of it was reminded of those stories we constantly heard. And even when it seemed like we weren't listening sometimes, we were. And those things were brought to mind. And eventually those stories about her and my dad and God's faithfulness towards them are now stories that I have about God's faithfulness in my life. 
and I could go on that forever, but five minutes. So the second thing was that she really taught us how to pray. She would always remind us how to pray, not just for things like, oh, before uh, we eat food or before bed or anything like that, but she would teach us to pray to ask God for wisdom when we were scared, when we needed something, when we wanted something. If we were just stressed out, just anything and everything, we would pray. I remember one of the most important things she taught us to do was pray for God's wisdom and to step into what God was telling us to do. I remember there were times when we were really little that we would be in Long's Drugs with a Snickers bar in one hand, holding mom's hand in the other, dear Lord, can I buy the Snickers with my allowance? And you know, little things like that, and they kind of grew and grew and grew and grew, and you know, there'd be some times where she'd be like, are you sure God is saying you cannot do your homeschool today? Like, yeah, I'm sure God's saying that. Then there'd be times where she'd have to correct me, but at the other, the other thing was, as that happened, those little things started to grow and grow, and eventually, I remember there were times where we were sitting in the living room, God, what major do you want me to go into? What school do you want me to go into? What, what do you want me to do with my career? So these little things just started building up and building up and building up over years and years of her praying, and I know for my sisters, uh, especially, there'd be times where they had nightmares. I never did. I was brave, but my sisters would have nightmares, and they'd be scared, so what they would do is they'd run to mom, and they'd run to mom, and they would say, hey, mom, I'm scared, so what they do is she would pray, She'd pray with them, God, I pray that your peace would be with the girls. I pray that you would be with them. And so we knew anything and everything just go straight to God in prayer. And now it's just habit. Like for me, if I need wisdom for a decision, from a Snickers bar to maybe, you know, what job I want to take at different schools and whatnot, pray. If it's something that I just feel really nervous and anxious, like speaking in front of the entire church for five minutes, pray. If I'm feeling sick, pray. And a lot of this was just this constant modeling that my mom did. See, my mom really did have an important, integral part in laying down the foundations for my relationship with God. And the nice thing was, it wasn't just one big, spectacular, miraculous thing that she did, but it was just 22 years of modeling, about reminding us of God's faithfulness, about telling us to pray, reminding us to pray, praying with us, and this prayer support. And just really what it looked like to have a relationship with God. And for that, I am so thankful. And even though she's not here right now, I just want to say, Mom, I love you. Thank you so much. And happy Mother's Day to all you guys. Thanks, Bubba. That's nice shoes, by the way. You know, I believe that God really does want to encourage you today. Especially you moms. That God wants to encourage you today. That you are so valuable to your family. That your faith, even if you think it's the size of a little seed, it's powerful. That your faith activates God's faithfulness. And if you don't believe me, then just, just try. You know, take a chance. Take that step of faith. And see if you would take that step of faith if God doesn't meet your faith and intersect your faith with his faithfulness. That your faith produces a legacy that goes far beyond your own life. The impact that you have in your kids. That you'll never know. You know? But that's how powerful your faith is. And that your faith really does bring heaven to earth in all kinds of ways in the life of of your family. You know, I, it's funny, when the, when the kids were, were afraid, they don't really come to me, you know. 
I don't know why. You know, they go to mom. You know, I, John reminds me of when he uh, slid back into first base as in Little League and, you know, came up and his finger was sore. And, you know, it was like, I, what, what, come on, dads, what do you say when your kid's finger is sore? What do you say? Shake it off, right? Just shake it off, bro. Shake it off. Team needs you. You got to suck it up. You got to shake it off, all right? And he's trying to bat, and it's like getting swollen. It's like, man, I don't know if I can. You can do it. Mind over matter. It's all in your mind, buddy, right? Kept getting swollen, couldn't move. I said, well, what are you going to do? So next day, you take him to the doctor. No, two days later, take him to the doctor. Oh, fractured finger. Oh. <laughs> don't tell mom. <laughs> How are we going to hide the cast? I don't know. <laughs> See? That's me, right? But mom is like, oh, it's scared of, there's, there's a shadow out there. Dads, what do you say? Don't see no shadow. Come on, it's just a shadow. It's got to relax. But mom, mom's there. And you moms bring heaven to earth. You bring the peace of God into their lives. My kids will tell you, they would come and wake mom up. Hey, I'm scared. See? But you're powerful. That's the power of a mother's faith. That's the power of your faith. <clears throat> and my encouragement to you is exercise that faith. There is nothing more important than that. There is nothing more important. You may think, no, but this is, and school, and nothing is more important than that. Because you're laying a foundation that will take them from now to all of eternity. That, you know, we don't know but I believe that there are mothers of Timothy's right here. That some of our children here will go out and make this huge difference and huge impact in the world. But it starts with this foundation of faith. And so in closing, what I wanted to do was just, again, just, just bless. Bless you and ask the Lord to use your faith. So why don't we all stand? <clears throat> and we're going to again pray for all the moms. And if your mom is not here, part of it is you pray for your mom. Moms, go out and step out in faith because your prayers and your faith is powerful. The rest of us, let's pray for our moms. Let's pray for the moms here. Let's pray that they would step out. You know, let's pray that they would step out. Moms have a responsibility, but we got a responsibility as well. You got to pray, all right? And so um, I'm going to pray for them, all right? Let's pray for all the moms. Father, we are grateful. And that is no question that there is power in the, in the faith of mothers. That when they step out in faith, it just impacts all of us. It impacts the world. We see it in Scripture. We see it in history. We see it in our own lives. And I pray that you would bless, bless all the moms, that you would really show them how important they are, that, that you would show them how valuable and how precious and how powerful their faith is, even if they think they just got a little. I pray that this week, as they step out in faith, that you would intersect their faith with your faithfulness. 
and that they would see amazing things happen. And so thank you for our mothers. Thank you that we can take time today. We can take time this morning to stop and say thank you, God, for all our mothers. And thank you for the mothers that are here. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.